it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. You know, impeachment needs to be something that's more routine. I mean, the Democrats treated the impeachment of Donald Trump like it was a daily event. Maybe, maybe the House Republicans ought to impeach Christopher Wray, Merrick Garland, Alejandro Mayorkas. I mean, the Democrats told us it didn't have to be bribe, high crimes and misdemeanors or bribery and treason. It was whatever Congress said it was. That's what they told us. They told us they didn't need an actual constitutional violation in the case of Donald Trump to impeach him. They can impeach him for whatever they felt like impeaching him for, that bribery, treason, high crimes, and misdemeanors are whatever the Congress says it is. Now, in the case of Joe Biden, we are finding out there is documented proof that as vice president, he, his son, and his brother were in a pay-to-play scheme where foreign nationals were buying access and influence from Joe Biden. And I don't think enough has been said about this 20-year moratorium on rare earth mining. The Chinese do not want competition in the EV battery market. They got two things out of Joe Biden. They got an executive order that is forcing the United States to go to 50% EV in about seven years, and a few years after that, 100% EV, but we're not gonna mine the batteries in the United States. So the Chinese have a president that issued an executive order, which the next Republican president must rescind on day one. That we are going to give up on our own energy resources. That's natural oil, natural coal, natural gas. And we're not even going to mine the resources to make the batteries. No, the Chinese are cornering the market on rare earth. They got a president who signed an executive order. Basically, attempting to gut and destroy our energy sector and place our our demand in the hands of China. They got him. The Chinese own Joe Biden. Weinzik 695, Patriot 9572874. Then you've got this idiotic piece over at CNN. And everybody's jumping up and down. You've got him Trump's on tape talking about classified documents that he kept after leaving the White House. They're all over the place. They, They're all screaming and yelling in in all caps. All the left-wing blue checks. We got them this time. We got them this time. It's only, what, halfway through 2023, and you've been saying that since 2015. For eight years, we we got them. We're going to get them next. We we, we got them. You don't got them. That's a special counsel's going to get this tape. First of all, if there was a tape of Donald Trump admitting to crimes, you don't think that would have been leaked already? Like we're supposed to believe. There it is, been hiding out all this time. They've kept it under wraps. That would have been leaked already. As a matter of fact, is there anything about Trump that hasn't been leaked? So the story goes that a female assistant to Mark Meadows was taping, surreptitiously I might add, Donald Trump to help Meadows prepare his memoirs when he exited uh, exited the administration. Now, I checked with a Secret Service source of mine, former Secret Service. They said no way would Secret Service let this happen unless this person had clearance and could have a cell phone in the presence of the president. 
But the headline from CNN, exclusive, Trump captured on tape talking about classified document after he left White House. And then it says right here in the third paragraph, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. CNN has not listened to the recording, but multiple sources described it. So you haven't even heard this? This is, this is, this is, again, Eric Charmella, Alexander Vindman stuff. Well, I wasn't there, but I heard about it. So you're reporting the existence of a tape that not you or anyone can confirm or verify. It's just a trusted source. How many times did we watch the meeting the Democrats hyperventilate? You know, the Schiff memo. Oh, the Schiff memo. Schiff's got a memo that proves Donald Trump was in colluding with the Russians. Really? Where's that memo now? Where's the memo? These are the same people that said the Hunter Biden laptop story was fake. It was Russian disinformation. They got 51 former members of the intelligence community to sign a letter at the behest of the acting CIA director claiming this was Russian disinformation. Turned out to be real. So CNN is saying, trust us because we're so trustworthy, right? CNN, so trustworthy. We haven't heard the tape, but we know someone who has. And this is what you're you're telling us again? This is it. This is it. We got him this time. Donald Trump, he did it. We got him. He's guilty. Jack Smith's going to lock him up for the rest of his life. You better get ready to vote for Ron DeSantis because Trump's going to be in Leavenworth. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Wintick 695 Patriot 957287. We, we, we got him this time. You don't got nothing. You don't got nothing. You want to know why nobody trusts the media? This is why. I think it was Boyle who pointed this out on Breitbart News a Saturday. It's called cribbing, right? And you see this all over. You see this all over. Uh internet journalism right you, you you know when you have uh when you have writers who are who have uh, quotas and deadlines sometimes to fill their quota they will do what's called cribbing which will be to report on somebody else's reporting so you might see in the daily mail a piece that pings off the new york post which i believe they're the same owner you might see something in the washington free beacon that says you know the daily caller had this clip up today they're they're all they're all doing it uh, to to each other but what's what happens here is they take the headline and they don't read the defense of the headline in the body that's standard practice by the way in journalism that a headline is supposed to supposed to wet your appetite to bait you uh, if, if, if to bait you into reading the piece. But part of writing the piece, part of practicing journalism is to defend the headline in the body of the piece. So if you put something up that is salacious, if it is uh, attention grabbing, uh, uh, yes, you can do that to to make your piece stand out or to attract the reader. But still at the end of the day, you have to, you have to, you have to defend what it is you're asserting in the headline. So if you say there is a tape, there's a tape, but then you openly admit you can't verify that. Well, report says, right? But people are not taking 
that part of it. They're just taking the headline and asserting, well, there's this tape out there. That means Trump is guilty. There's evidence of a crime. There's no evidence of anything. First of all, Donald Trump would still be innocent until proven guilty. And you would have to next verify this tape, which no one has. So you got nothing. Wintick 695 Patriot 957-2874. Do you want to bring up uh, Trump is speaking right now in Iowa? Do you want to bring up the feed a little bit? Get them out. ICE, we're going to double up on ICE and the Border Patrol. They're incredible people. Brandon Judd and Tom Holman and some people that we have are phenomenal people, but they uh, don't use the good ones. They use uh, very liberal, very radical left people, and I, they, it's hard to believe. You know, I was I did hundreds of miles of wall. Then I said, you know, we should do more. What do you think? And they gave me other locations. We were going to add another 200 miles to it. We started, would have been done within a few weeks. And the stuff was all there. They actually lifted it up and took it where Texas and Arizona can't get it. Can you believe it? Instead of saying, you guys put it up yourself, at least. But they didn't want it up. That's when I said, these guys actually believe in open borders. Who can believe in an open border? But when I heard uh, DeSantis go out and say, uh, and, and talk about eight years. We need eight years. You don't need eight years. You need six months. We can turn this thing around so quickly. If you need eight years, who the hell wants to wait eight years? You don't need eight years. I'll have it turned around, and I think fully turned around. We'll be drilling, and we'll be doing a lot of things. We'll be energy independent in six months. We'll be able to do that in six months. Don't forget, I filled up the National Reserves. I did a lot of things at cheap, very cheap prices. Congress held me back, actually. But we had a deal where I was going to fill it up for nothing, you know, when the oil was down so low because we had so much of it. We have more liquid gold under our feet than Saudi Arabia and Russia. Think of it. We have more than any other country. We were going to double up on them. We were not only going to be dominant, we were going to be beyond dominant. We were going to be bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia times two. We were going to make a fortune with energy. We were going to start paying off debt and further reducing taxes. It was so beautiful. It was working so great. And then they just shut it all down. So a shame. But uh, it's not eight years. It's six months. And we'll be, back. we'll be back in business, and sooner than that. And we'll be back in business. And those tractors are going to be spending a lot less money for their energy. And the food prices are going to start coming down, and a lot of things are going to start coming down. It'll be a beautiful thing to watch. It's going to happen very quickly. And I'm very experienced now. You know, it's not like I'm going in. Not like I'm going in and say, oh, this is a nice office. Is this the Oval Office? It takes you about a year to sort of say, can you believe this? I'm, this is the Oval Office. I won't have to say that. We're going to do it very quickly. And uh, I think within six months, you're going to see a major, a major part of the comeback. Not eight years. He'll stop saying that. Watch. He's going to stop saying that. Because if he needs eight years to turn it around, he's saying, well, I'm going to, you know, I can be. Let me tell you, I'll go four years. And if I do a great job, we're going to have a great Republican. Somebody is going to go another four years or eight years. So it doesn't make any difference. But when he says eight years, every time I hear it, I wince because I say, if it takes eight years to turn this around, then uh, you don't want him you don't want him as your president. You ought to go to the third, fourth, fifth, or sixth guys, but they're usually polling at about 1%. You're hired. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right, well, we'll do one more. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hi. Hi, Hi President Trump. How are you? Um, I just graduated high school two weeks wow. ago. Great. Um, <laughs> thank you. 
And so my question for you is, since your last term in office, there have been a lot of attacks on education in terms of censorship and all of that. So I was wondering what your thoughts were on parental control and that kind of thing within school, school choice, and yeah. all of that. Education is very important to me, so sure. wanted to hear your thoughts on that. So Thank big, you. very good question. Congratulations, by the way. Good. Were you a good student? Were you good? Pretty good. Okay, just pretty good. She just got a $180,000 scholarship, a naval oh, wow. scholarship to go to Yale. Wow. Oh, wow. She's very modest. She's very modest. That's fantastic. That's great. Congratulations. Uh, very big on, on school choice. Can you imagine we even have to talk about parental control and having parents, basically having parents get involved? We have school systems that don't even want to talk to the parents about their children. And you talk about changing gender and things where the child can make a choice and the child can be unbelievably young. The country has gone sick. It's gone sick. And I don't like the term woke because I hear woke, woke, woke. You know, it's like just a term that use half the people can't even define it. They don't know what it is. But you look at these things like uh, women getting, you know, competed with, with, you know, men that we're men and are men, and they're out there swimming this and setting records. This is the Donald records. Trump I love when he's on message. Uh, records that lasted for 19 years are being broken by, you know, 30 seconds. They're trying to win by a 16th of a second for, in swimming on one of the events. A 16th of a second they're trying to win for years. And a guy comes along and breaks the record by, you know, numbers that will never be broken again. Unless uh, you have another guy come along, and then he'll probably have it broken. The whole thing is, uh, is crazy. I'm not a fan of LeBron James, but I said, you know, if I were the coach of a women's basketball team, I would have the greatest team. I'd say, uh, LeBron, would you like to become a woman? <laughs> and, and I'd go to another four or five big guys, and I'd say, how about we will be undefeated for many, many years. There will never be anything like it. I'll have the great, I'll be, I'll go down as the greatest coach in history. They'll say I was the greatest ever. No, it's so crazy. And that's all woke. You know, that's all, I guess they define that as woke, but that's all woke. Uh, we have to bring common sense back into the country. You know, people say, oh, you're conservative. I said, yeah, I'm conservative. But more important is I'm a person with common sense. And so are every, so are the people in this room. And our country needs common sense back in leadership. We had great common sense for four years, and we produced the greatest economy ever. I rebuilt our military. I mean, the $85 billion was massive, but it was just a small portion of what we rebuilt. It was a massive amount, but a small portion. But when you look at what we did at the border, when you look at what we did in every single aspect, even right to try, where we had for 58 years they've been trying to get this, where we have uh, very far-reaching drugs that were good, but they're not approved by the FDA, and somebody's terminally ill. And we couldn't get the drugs. They'd go to Asia, or if they're poor, they just go home and they die. They have no hope. But they'd go to Europe. They'd go all over the world looking for something. And I signed a bill, very hard to get, actually very complicated, because the drug companies didn't want it, the labs didn't want it, the doctors didn't want it, because, you know, they thought they had liability. I signed a non-liability clause. I got it approved. And everybody's happy. We've saved, with right to try, we've saved thousands and thousands of lives of people that are terminally ill. And people would say, well, we can't do that because uh, they may die. I said, they're going to die anyway. And yet they were in there for close to 60 years now trying to get that approved. And I got it approved through Congress. I got it approved. You had to go through Congress on that one. And uh, we're saving lives, tremendous numbers of lives. I'm very proud of that one, uh, right to try. 
It sounds easy. You'd think it would be easy to get it approved, actually, but it was very, very tough. Gone for many, many years. Uh, I took care of the vets better than anybody. We had a 92% approval rating, and now it's going way down, I understand. But we, uh, you know, we had a lot of uh, bad people in the VA, and you weren't able to fire them because of civil service and various other reasons. And I got that taken care of, and we let go of 9,000 really bad people. And uh, I also, uh, people were waiting in line for literally months, and some people were becoming terminally ill because they couldn't get something taken care of early. And I said, you wait in line, and you have to wait in line for more than 24 hours. You go outside to a private doctor. We pay the bill, and you get yourself taken care of. We went up to a, and we actually, it actually saved money, as opposed to you'd think it would cost. It actually saved a lot of money. But when you think of it, uh, we did things that nobody's ever done. With the VA, we had a 92% approval rating. Nobody has ever been. We were 36, I think, 36 points higher than previous. So we're very proud of what we did for the vets and what we did for the military and what we did for the farmers. So I want to thank everybody for being here. And uh, we have a nasty race ahead of us because, you know, we have the communists, the Marxists, the fascists after us. We have a lot of bad people after us. We have a lot of very bad people in this country. And we have, fortunately, we have mostly great people in this country. And uh, really, uh, the people in this room, right from the beginning, we, uh, we struck a chord. Uh, I didn't even have to work too hard with, uh, with that. I worked hard once I got into office to produce all the things I said. Uh, but we'll do that again, and we'll do it in spades. We're going to do a great job for the farmers, the manufacturers. Uh, but we're going to do a great job for your state. Uh, and I just want to thank you for your support. You've been incredible. And for your leadership, uh, you people have been amazing. And thank you very much, Matt, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you. All right, so President Trump speaking at the West Side Conservative Club in Urbandale, Iowa. Sounding on point, sounding on message, staying focused, speaking in common sense, common language. That is the Donald Trump that we love. Weinzik 695 Patriot 9572874. Making sense. Just making sense. It's like an island of reality in an ocean of diarrhea. We're right, they're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.